enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and it's Friend Friday on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Our guest today is Kristen Sinatra Walker. She is the founder and CEO of the only podcast network that we know of that focuses solely on mental health, with more than 90 different podcasters hosted there. So like the authors in Chicken Soup for the Soul books, each podcaster has a story, and they not only bravely share their mental health struggles, but they also create a loving and safe space for others to do as well. It's like the ultimate pay it forward. Kristen's own podcast, Mental Health News Radio, is downloaded in over 170 countries and has been on the air for more than seven years with shows covering everything from autism to bipolar disorder to narcissistic personality disorder. And she's also the owner of Mental Health Films and also Everything EHR, which is a consulting firm that handles technology for behavioral health organizations. So Kristen, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for squeezing us in into your very busy life. Well, I'd say the same to you, Amy, but thanks for having me. It's an honor. Well, I've been on yours also, and I love being on your podcast, so it's really fun to have you now on mine. It's like I went to dinner at your house. You're coming to dinner at my exactly. house. In the age of COVID, yes, that yeah, is, is what it's like. the closest we can get. We're Zooming into each other's house, houses. So. <laughs> so let's start with your network, your podcast network, and what people can find there. Oh my gosh, so many things. Everything under the sun related to mental health. And I I always preface that with, it's great now that mental health is not stigmatized as it used to be, but people still think that the term mental health means mental illness. And that's not the way it is. Mental illness is one thing under the umbrella of mental health. So we have shows that are about mental well-being, meditation, uh, you know, healing from trauma. You know, we have trauma experts from around the world. One of them that was in the Boston Marathon, she was injured during the bombing. Uh, we have shows about bipolar disorder, depression, anxiety, Munchausen syndrome. You know, like you said in the intro, autism, it really runs the the gamut of anything that can come underneath that umbrella, including addiction, uh, that is mental health. Well, I guess all of us these days, if we're following the news, we all have some stress and anxiety and we're all experiencing, I would say, a change in our mental health. And it's not a disorder or anything diagnosable. It's just that if you're aware, you're stressed, right? And so what do you have for the vast majority of us who are stressed these days. <laughs> well, I'd say, guess what? It's okay for something to be diagnosable because if you have persistent stress, which we all do during what's, you know, an a unprecedented time, that can be diagnosed. It can be diagnosed with anxiety. Many, many people have post-traumatic stress because of what's going on. So I think what's been good, if you can try to find the good in anything, is the leveling of the playing field here when it comes to mental health topics. Everybody is dealing with some kind of stress. We're all in it together. And we don't have to say, oh, those other people over there that struggle with this, that, or the other that are mental illnesses. Now we're all in the soup together, so to speak. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We're all having mental health issues. That's right. How how comforting that is. Thank you so much, Kristen. But I think you're totally right. I had a dream last night. It was so vivid and it went on for so long and I don't usually remember my dreams, but I told my husband about it this morning and I said, our pool had these huge snakes in it. Like, you know, the kind that are 
you know, 15 feet long. And Anaconda, like, yeah. Like the huge ones that could like eat a person, you know. <laughs> and I said, and we had a whole bunch of them in our pool, but they didn't harm people. But it meant if you went swimming, they were in there, but they weren't going to harm you. But it was kind of unsightly having these <laughs> scary looking snakes in the pool. And then I said, and I wanted to remove them, but then I wasn't sure if that was the environmentally responsible thing to do because I didn't want to hurt the snakes and, you know, never want to remove wildlife if you don't need to. Right. And, And then I said to him, I guess I understand why I had the dream because I'm in remission from cancer right now and I'm waiting for my next CAT scan. I said, Mm. I think the snakes were like the cancer waiting inside my very healthy feeling body, you know, so they were like invisible, but still possibly there. I said, I guess I know, I know the analysis of my dream, but it was so disturbing. And I know everybody's reporting really vivid COVID dreams. And I guess dreams are a very good way of taking the temperature of your mental health. Absolutely. I had one the other day. We just put a big fence up around our property, an area for our dogs to run. So we have cattle dogs and horses and so on. But I wanted my dogs to be able to run free. And so we put this big fence with a big horse gate on it. And in my dream, I woke up from the dream, I thought, and the gate, the big gate that we had just put on the fence fell forward into my yard. And I woke up and went and looked. That's how real it felt. And of course, I called, you know, most of my friends are therapists or healers in some fashion. I called them all and they all said the same thing. It's because people are going to need what you guys on this network have been talking about more than ever over the coming uh, months and years. So get ready because you're not going to be able to hide out in the country forever. That fence is going to get blown down by people needing to hear what everybody has to say. So I said, I'll take that interpretation other than other ways that might be interpreted. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to tell me though, if if it turns out that there was something wrong with the hinges and the whole fence falls down during the next windstorm (laughs) and it was because it was installed incorrectly and that was a warning to check Check your fence. We did check it and it's actually fully sound. So we did do that already. (laughs) (laughs) So I know your network is very much about storytelling as well. And we're going to take a commercial break on the off chance I have a commercial this week. And then we're going to come back to talk to Kristen Sunata Walker some more about the power of storytelling to help us in our quest for mental health. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So we're back with Kristen Sinatra Walker, and we've been talking about mental health and storytelling, which we both feel strongly about. Although I want to take a little sidebar here and tell you guys what I was just talking about with Kristen, because I was saying to her, we put a break in for a possible ad, but we might not have had an ad because they turned down so many of my potential advertisers. I want you all to know that I check out every advertiser that wants to come on this podcast. And I only take the ones that I think are really good for my listeners and have a great product and a great value to offer. So that's why you may not have heard an ad just now because I am so picky. 
Anyway, Kristen is back and we're going to talk about mental health and storytelling because we both feel so strongly about the power of storytelling. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're doing. I, I've had people, you know, we have hospitals. We have a Harvard, a McLean hospital that's part of the Harvard medical system. We have an autism hospital, Converge Autism and Springbrook Behavioral. I mean, we have big entities that do podcasts. We have your podcast on the network now too, which is wonderful. And then we have, you know, the individual advocate, patient of mental health services that has been in and out of psych hospitals their entire life. And they come to me and say, I can barely talk well because of the treatments that I've had, but I have this story I need to tell. I can't, my brain isn't always there. You know, would I be laughed off of a podcast? And I always say, no, you wouldn't. You need to come on and tell your story and share your story so that everybody else that's had the same experiences as you feels like they are not alone and feels inspired to keep going and living and continuing on with their life. So I'm huge about storytelling. It is the great healer of all things. I know that in the medical community, they've demonstrated the power of storytelling. They have these narrative medicine projects where they, I saw one study where they used patients who had blood pressure issues. And then they had some of the patients take blood pressure medicine. Then they had other patients, I guess, read stories about people who got their blood pressure down and just Reading the stories caused their blood pressure to go down just as much as the people who took the medication. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what it, you know, Amy, because of what you do reading, there's something about uh, what, what you leave open for your mind to create as a visual part of a story because of the power of what's written on paper. That's an extra dose of creativity that we're getting when we actually read, which is why I hope we get back to where we read more. But it's true. You're, you're using, you're creating these neural pathways towards health when you listen to stories, read stories, um, tell, use your voice to tell a story. You're actually, I, I tell people, think of it like you've got train tracks and they're going through your brain and you've created many things. If you do healthy things, you're laying down new ones that are healthier for you. Yeah, I know. I read some study. I don't know if it was from Harvard or some other medical school, but it was about narrative medicine and how much it helps patients. And there was a blood pressure study they did where people were either given blood pressure medicine or they were given storytelling. They were told stories about people who lowered their blood pressure and the people who heard stories had their blood pressure go down just as much as the people who were taking medication. Yeah, I I love that because it's so important. Reading clearly is important to you, (laughs) but it's important in that from a neuroscience way, reading gives us this open space for our brains to visually create a story in our head um, that goes with what we're reading. So it's another way for us to create really healthy neural pathways and take us, you know, our our body responds to that. Our body doesn't know that that's different. Kind of where film is wonderful too, but it sort of gives that story to us. Reading forces you to create it. And anything that's going to help you lay down healthier tracks in your brain are good, especially when we're sick. So I, I absolutely believe that to be extremely beneficial. Yeah. And I guess the podcasters on your network really bring their guests on to tell their own stories. 
And I would guess that listening to something is almost the same as reading in that it still causes your brain to have to fill in the visual part. So it has the same curative nature as reading has. It does. It does. Because again, you're right. That, that's why I don't, I'm such a diehard, true, died to the will podcaster. I don't do the camera, even if I'm not going to use the video for anything, because I don't want to do things that my listener can't see, but my guest can see where we maybe don't take that extra time to explain in voice. We're taking away some of what, you know, listeners can't see me make a gesture so the guest knows what I'm saying. Well, they can't see that. So, but you're right. It does leave that open, that space open. And there are so many trauma survivors that listen to my shows and shows on the network where sometimes they listen to the same show again and again to help them go to sleep. And that is also healing your brain, laying down those healthier neural pathways by listening to something you know, having an audio go on as you're sleeping that is totally helping you repair your brain. Well, I've been on, I guess, at least half a dozen shows now on your network with different podcasters. And I really enjoyed the experience. They're all really good at doing the interviews. And <laughs> I came away feeling like I had been given my own therapy session each time. Like, <laughs> I was a little embarrassed. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are hearing me have a therapy session because these people are so good at what they do. So, right? I mean, I sure, I'm sure you hear that from yep, people. Definitely. Yeah. So how can everybody access the Mental Health News Radio Network? Because I had never even known it existed before I met you through Zoom a few months ago. <laughs> well, anyone can go to mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, or if you don't want to type that much, you can just go to mhnrnetwork.com, and you can see all of our shows. Unfortunately, the podcasting world has not upgraded their technology in that you can't easily go to iTunes, as an example, and look up everything on a network to see all of those shows. It hasn't gone out on mass in that way so you still have to look up those individual um, those individual shows but to find the names of all the shows just go to our website and then oh my gosh you can hover over any of the show images and see oh this one's about borderline dis- personality disorder and it's done by a woman in the UK and this one's about this and that and find you know out what the heck everybody's talking about I think that's great. And probably most of us have comorbidity, so we could benefit from several of the different podcasts. (laughs) We just added one called Zestful Aging. And I'll tell you, I love it when I get on a podcast with someone and they're my age. I'm 50 and and they're my age and they talk about things like, yeah, why do I have plantar fasciitis? Why am I... are these hot flashes? You said, and how is that impacting my mental health? Do I feel more depressed? To have that kind of a, a, a really intense conversation about real life stuff that we all feel vulnerable, vulnerable about is amazing because you, you fuse with someone for that time that you're doing a show and then you leave and more than not, you know, I have made a new friend, which is fantastic. Oh, I think I have to go on that. I mean, I get indignant when, you know, I go to the orthopedic guy, like I call him the sports injury guy. And then he says, you have bursitis. I'm like, no, that's for old people. I don't know what that is, but that sounds like something for old people. I don't want any things that end with itis. And, you know, (laughs) but I had to go Google bursitis and figure out what it was. But we actually have a book coming out November 2nd, election day. 
called Age is Just a Number. All right. We we try to be zestful about aging in that book. Well, listen, thank you so much for having joined us today. I'm really excited about the fact that the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast now is also on the Mental Health News Radio Network. Thank you so much for including us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Amy. Always, always a distinct pleasure for all of us to have you on. Well, everybody, this is Amy Newmark, and thank you for listening today to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Come back next time for some more tips, not about mental health, well, maybe a little about mental health, because we're going to talk about how to get the most from living with a cat with five stories from our new book about the magic of cats. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.